You're here to listen, and I'm here to talk. This is Spirit Signal with Justin Gleason. We're in the wake of the COVID-19 virus. People are running frantically to their banks, to their grocery stores, to their gun stores. Everyone is spending. But I want to say to all of us spiritual people, yeah, spend what you need. Do all the spending you must do. But don't forget about the giving. Don't forget about the giving. Give to your church. Give to those in need. Be a giver during these uncertain times. I got to say about podcast listeners, I love podcast listeners. They are loyal, they're smart, and they're delightful. I'd like for you and I to stay connected. So please consider subscribing and giving a great review and rating of Spirit Signal with Justin Gleason. Also, please consider following me on Facebook pages, Instagram, and Twitter at Justin C. Gleason. That's J-U-S-T-I-N-C-G-L-E-A-S-O-N. This generation is looking for good reception to the voice of God. SSWJG is the network to join. I got a message the other night from a new subscriber to Spirit Signal, and he thanked me for publishing the podcast, especially the episode, Signs You Found Your Wife. He said that was the first episode he listened to. He was in a very perplexing situation involving a, a girl he, he likes, that he would like to court, that he would like to date. And uh, just very confused and distressed about it, needing direction, and he sat down at the park on a bench, listened to that episode, and God spoke to him, and God gave him direction as he listened to that podcast, and I discuss how God, uh, through prophecy, brought my wife and I together. So that that right there is tremendous feedback. That is a compliment. Thank you so much. That guy, you know who you are, and I wish you a very happy, healthy, and spiritual relationship with that sweet girl. You know, I can think of during this COVID-19 season, two other guys right now that got girls' numbers that they like and they've been talking so isn't that great news? In the midst of a pandemic, people are finding love. God is bringing people together. COVID-19, yes, is a great time to uh, begin a relationship. It also, I guess, could be a great time to break up. Uh, who knows? Just follow the leading of the Lord with all of those things. And I think you can use Spirit Signal with Justin Gleason to your advantage if you're trying to begin a happy, healthy, spiritual relationship with a girl. Guys, let me tell you what, podcasting is the future. See, back in my day, if you wanted to get a girl's attention, you started talking about what music you listened to. Couples talked about music that they really liked. They talked about books they really liked. You know, maybe they talked about uh, their favorite preachers or something, their favorite camp, their favorite conference. You want to get a girl's attention, you need to start talking about what kind of podcast you like. Uh, my friend Austin Smith, one of the guitar players in our local church worship team, brought this up to me. He said podcasting is the subject of discussion for couples nowadays. You don't talk about what your favorite playlist is. You don't talk about what your favorite song is. Couples start talking about what your favorite podcast is. 
So guys, you need to open up your phone, pull out that graphic of Spirit Signal with Justin Gleason, that little tower, that little dove above it, and say, hey, have you ever heard of this? Let's listen to a good episode. There's a great one here about how a guy looks for signs and finding his wife. And who knows what could happen right there at that very moment. I'm just saying. That's all I'm doing. I'm just saying. Today I want to discuss signs at the same time. Bible prophecy. Signs at the same time. Coffee. Get you some. You know, my wife uh, told me that they're saying that the COVID-19 cannot exist in a hot environment. So many people across the world are drinking hot water, hot tea. Well, here on Spirit Signal, we're drinking hot coffee. I bet that's what you're doing right now. You're sitting working at home, and you're drinking lots and lots of coffee. It's not even noon yet, and some of us have already got 40 ounces inside of us. <sighs> coffee. Get you some. Signs at the same time. And what we're talking about today is the main Bible prophecy signs that begin uh, the great sorrows. Not so much the tribulation, but preceding the tribulation. Signs that are the beginning of great sorrows. I'm going to read some of the end time scriptures that Jesus gives to us. Great revelation. The Bible says in Matthew 24, Jesus answered, said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All of these are the beginning of sorrows. On over to the book of Luke, chapter number 21. This is Jesus speaking. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes in various places and famines and pestilences. There will be fearful sights and great signs from the heaven. But before all these things, they will lay hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons. You will be brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. But it will turn out for you as an occasion for a testimony. Therefore, settle it in your hearts not to meditate beforehand on what you will answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom, which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, relatives and friends. They will put some of you to death. You will be hated all for my name's sake, but not a hair of your head shall be lost. By your patience, possess your souls. Later on in the chapter, it says, and there will be signs in the sun in the moon and in the stars and on the earth, distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear of the expectation of those things which are coming upon the earth, for the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads, because your redemption draws near. Now I know some people out there are saying, THE END IS NOW! Save yourselves! But I say, the end is not now, but it is near. You see, there are signs that precede the Great Tribulation. But then there's some people out there saying, you know, 
There's been false Christs before. There's been wars. There's been famines, pestilences, earthquakes, persecution. Strange things have happened in the sky, you know, since the beginning of time. And we're still here. You know, where's God? Where's the promise of his coming? You know, and I would agree to that. Yes, there have been false Christs, famines, pestilences, earthquakes, and all of that. But what Jesus is saying here in these passages, what's actually seen also in the Psalms, in the Old Testament prophets, in the book of Revelation, and in other places, all of these great uh, Bible prophecy signs of the beginning of the end, it's not so much that they happen here and there, but rather what Jesus is saying, when all of these things begin to happen at the same time and are intensified, when you begin to hear and see these things all happening pretty close, like days and weeks from each other, you think about this right now. You open up the news. What are you going to see? Somebody with a weird Messiah complex. You're also going to hear talk of war. You'll also see uh, something about a famine, a pestilence, an earthquake, uh, persecution. And, of course, science will show you something weird that's going on out there in the cosmos. Every single day and every single way, you open up the news, you're going to see these end-time signs right before your very eyes. It's happening. It's all around us. It's there. False Christs have arisen. There's a guy out there in the Philippines. name is Apollo. Claims to be the son of God. Claims to have some sort of sinless flesh now. You know, I get that. You know, the psalm said, and, and Jesus said, you are gods. Uh, it's, it's speaking of our, our future glorification. It's also speaking of the new birth, and which is a beautiful thing. And, and you and I are uh, sons of God, meaning we are descendants of Jesus Christ. Whenever you are born again, you are born of God. Okay, let me explain this to you. How did we get here on this earth? None of us here got here through alien pods. None of us here are humanoids. At least I don't think so, but it would not surprise me. None of us here are cloned. That wouldn't surprise me either. But most of us got here the way God intended us to get here. We came through our father and mother. That is how you came into this world. You were born through father and mother. You cannot get into the kingdom of heaven. You cannot get to where Jesus is by simply being born of your father and mother. You must be born again of the water and the spirit, Jesus says in John chapter 3. That's repentance, baptism in Jesus' name the infilling of the Holy Spirit with the sign of speaking in other tongues. You are born into that. And when you are born into that, you become a son of God. Okay? But we're not deities. We're not objects of worship. We are not God incarnate. You and I were born from sinful parents into a sinful world. And when you and I begin to sin, that sinful nature falls upon us. In our flesh, there is no good thing. There will never be any good thing. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. There is nothing good in your flesh. No flesh will glorify in God's presence. So, uh, Mr. Apollo, you need to think about that with all of your uh, Messiah complex language. But there's all kinds of uh, false Christ. And they, they even went on in the days of uh, the early church. Uh, in Acts chapter 5, they talk about a Theudas. Uh, in the year 45 B.C., he influenced the masses, around four, four to 5,000. Uh, Jews. He led them down to the Jordan River at his command. And uh, he came down there to the Jordan River and said, I'm going to part the Jordan River, just like Joshua did. And he went down there. It didn't happen. The Romans heard about this rebellion. They came down there and crushed it. Uh, if you want to read more about this, read uh, Josephus. 
Uh, also there in Acts chapter 5, uh, Gamaliel mentions Judas of Galilee. That happened in 10 BC. Judas of Galilee led a following uh, to not pay Roman taxes during the time of Caesar Augustus. Uh, he taught uh, all of his followers to not uh, tolerate mortal masters. And this Judas, who claimed to be Messiah, he had a partner named Zadok. And this guy, Zadok, claimed to be Elijah. And uh, it's, uh, it, history says that Judas of Galilee and Zadok founded the Zealot Movement. But uh, it dissolved uh, pretty quickly after that. So you, ha you have these men that stand up, claim to be powerful, claim to be somebody, claim to be a miracle worker. They talk a big talk, all talk, no action. The miracles don't happen. The deliverance doesn't happen. They gain a following, and sadly, a lot of these uh, followings are killed. Uh, but that's the beauty of Jesus Christ. He was the Son of God. The sky split open at his baptism. A voice did speak. He did walk on the water. He did open blinded eyes. He did open deaf ears. He did cause the mute to speak. He did cleanse the leper. He raised the dead. Amen. He conquered death and hell himself. Amen. And he's glorified and ascended into the heavens forever. We have a real Messiah that we can uh, trust in. We have a real Messiah that we can believe in. But you know Satan, who has no imagination at all, all he wants to do is copy what God already has. He wants to be Messiah. He wants to have his own son. And he's going to try to fulfill it through the Antichrist. And he may seem like he has a little bit of short success, but we know how that uh, ends in the book of Revelation. All comes to nothing. So, yeah, but you're, you're seeing this now. False Christs are rising. I mean, look at these people. They want to be objects of worship. They try to appear to be saviors. And it's not just preachers. It's musical artists. It's actors. And, of course, it is politicians. People who have a Messiah complex. So we got the false Christs in the earth. Wars, rumors of wars, nation against nation. Oh, that's obvious. I mean, President Trump is saying it right now. We are at war with an unseen enemy, referring to what he calls the China virus. The China virus. It's an absolute disaster, let me tell you. Believe me. Yes, the China virus. He's talking about we're at war with an unseen enemy. That's rumors of war. Complexity of nations. It's happening in the earth. We're also having famines right now. Not so much here in America, Although that day could possibly very well come. But right now in, in uh, East Africa, look, look, just look it up on your search engine. There is a horrible famine happening right now in East Africa. And it's coming through a swarm of locusts. It's coming through a swarm of locusts. <laughs> and that sounds like Bible stuff to me. Some of the plagues of Egypt. Locusts? I mean, that is... A biblical prophetic event happening right here in the earth, and we're hearing about it, seeing about it. I, I, I just uh, looked it up on um, on a news source and seeing the pictures of the locusts swarming around villages, swarming around people. Uh, it is frightening. Let me tell you, it is frightening. That is scary stuff. We're praying for you, East Africa. We're going to get through this. Pestilence. Ah, pestilence. That's on everybody's mind right now. And no, I'm not just talking about the common cold and flu. I'm talking about the covid 19 COVID-19 that is happening right now. I saw on social media, uh, one of our apostolic, uh, pastors from the Oklahoma district, uh, sadly contracted this horrible virus and he passed away. And we believe that he is with the Lord in heaven. Now, uh, let me just tell you this. You're not exempt from getting this disease. Disease has no borders. Disease is no respecter of men. That's why we got to arm ourselves through prayer and through good hygiene it's out there, and it can happen to, to anybody. 
And don't think for one minute that this is just the judgments of God falling upon people. Come on. Good people get sick. Bad people get sick. The sun shines on the righteous. The rain rains on the righteous. The sun shines on the unjust. The rain comes upon the unjust. All of those things. We're living in this earth, and we're susceptible to the elements of the world. We're susceptible to disasters. We're susceptible to sickness. And yes, God does judge at some moments, but when that happens, it becomes just obvious. The timing, the place, the circumstance, all of that. This COVID-19 is just simply a way to get our attention. It's a way to get our attention. We're having to change our ways for a certain season, but thankfully God's ways don't change for a certain season. So yeah, wash your hands. Wash your hands like a surgeon. But as this relates to Bible prophecy, pestilence is in the earth right now. Quarantining is even having to take place. People are taking this seriously. I mean, you get out there on the streets, not a lot of people out wandering around. Yeah, some people are in the supermarkets stocking up on toilet paper and milk and bread and all that, and, and you should. But for the most part, people are hunkering down. We're taking this serious. We don't want to get sick. We want to live. And we thank God for uh, people that want to keep on living. Uh, Jesus said there would be earthquakes at the end of days, or, or not the end of days, but the beginning of sorrows. Earthquakes. Just yesterday morning, I open up my news app, and the first thing I see, Salt Lake City. In that area, the Salt Lake City area, Salt Lake City, Utah, an earthquake happened. A 5.7 earthquake happened yesterday morning. With all this pestilence going on, COVID-19, an earthquake happens. Mm. Jesus also said there would be great persecution and there would be great betrayal. But I like this. He says, not a hair of your head would be lost. I've got good news for all of you bald people. You will have your hair back in heaven, okay? I can see it right now. You're falling down, repenting, and you're getting saved right now simply because you want your hair in heaven. Uh, I'm joking, but God bless you for that. But yeah, it's true. You'll have a full hair of head in heaven. But uh, persecution is happening all over the, the world. It has been and has been for a long time, especially against Jews and Christians. The Antichrist knows it can't survive uh, with us because of all the uh, biblical promises that God gave to Abraham to his sons for the Jewish people, for the state of Israel, and of course the promises we have for the, the church, the true church, the apostolic church, the spiritual church, the new Jerusalem and heaven, the kingdom of God and all of that. And Satan hates those promises, and he's doing everything he can to persecute it and to make it fall apart. And, you know, it's, it's true, but it is so sad in there. And I, I got choked up reading that scripture to you. There would be betrayal in families. Fathers would betray their children. And I've got three instances where I've heard of this in just this season, in this semester, that parents are not understanding why their children are forsaking their past hopes and dreams to follow the Lord, to follow ministry, to follow the call of God. And I'll just say this, parents. I believe that God uses parents for their children. I believe that parents uh, train up, raise up a, a children, their children in the way that they should go. The book of Proverbs says that. But understand this, that when your child becomes a child of God, God's will supersedes yours. God's plan supersedes yours, and you can't understand it. You know, just with what you see with your own eyes, you've got to pray. You've got to hear from God. And I, I tell you what, it's just sad when families get broken up. They can't understand why their child all of a sudden starts going to a holiness church. Changes the way they look, changes the way they dress, and all of a sudden the parents hate them. 
What, what parents? What do you want your kid to do? Do you want them to go out and get drunk? Do you want them to go out and do drugs? Do you want them to go out and be promiscuous, fornicate, follow perversion? I, I guess that's uh, the, what the modern day girl should look like. Uh, you know, go into a club every night, be with whoever, sleep with whoever. Is that what you want your kids to do? Parents, you've got to wake up. Think about this. The church, the apostolic church, is the greatest thing for your children. It is the greatest thing for your family. It is the greatest thing for having peace in your home. Don't disparage the apostolic church. It's doing a great thing for your kids. It's doing a great thing for your kids. Your kids may not be going down the path that you hoped and dreamed for, but God's got a greater hope and path. Let me tell you something. I love education, but no education from a certain college can get you into heaven. I love working people. I think there's amazing careers out there, amazing opportunities. But let me tell you this. No professional career career can get you into heaven. The only way you're going to get into heaven is through the will of God. It is through the plan of Jesus Christ, for he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. And I want to say to all of you teenagers and hyphen kids out there, and some of you have been betrayed by your family for your faith, keep on walking with God. Keep on walking with God. Keep on serving the Lord. And when you feel like you're put under trial by your families, by your school, by your work, wherever, remember this, don't be troubled, for they are going to try to persecute you. But Jesus says in Luke 21 that I will turn it around as an occasion for a testimony. He said, settle it in your hearts to not even meditate beforehand what you're going to say or what you're going to answer. And I've been in those type of situations where I'm verbally persecuted, when I am verbally harassed. And you'll be surprised what will come out of your mouth in those times and moments to silence your enemies. God's going to be with you around people that you thought were your friends people that you thought were your family, people you thought that had your back. But yeah, the spirit of betrayal is in the earth today. It's here. It's happening. It's a sign of the end. There's many things that Jesus says are going to happen in the beginning of sorrows, and I just want to focus on one more. And that is signs in the sky and the waves and the seas roaring. You remember the summer of 2017? Remember that big eclipse that came across America? Oh, wasn't that cool? Remember that? You know what the Bible calls an eclipse? The darkening of the sun, or the sun is darkened, like the Lord Jesus Christ. The sun was darkened when he was on the cross. That was a solar eclipse that happened. But in 2017, you remember that eclipse? What followed that? The hurricanes. Harvey, Irma, and Maria. Jesus said strange signs would happen in the sky and the sea and the waves roaring. Those things happened simultaneously at the same time. Signs happening at the same time. Later on in 2017, it was uh, September uh, 23rd, 2017. Remember that uh, star star constellation that happened? The sun, the moon. The constellation Virgo, the Virgin, Leo, Mercury, Mars, Venus, all aligned up to look very similar to what is depicted in the book of Revelation chapter 12. Yeah, the star constellation Virgo. And what was at her feet? The moon. What was right in the middle of her? Like clothed her. 
it was the sun. And Leo the king was above her head with Mercury, Mars, and Venus forming 12 stars above her head. It looked just like what was depicted in Revelation chapter 12. I remember getting out my phone and my uh, star constellation app and focusing on that. I mean, you could just see it, and I still got the screenshots. It looks just like what is depicted in Revelation chapter 12. There was a woman who was clothed with the sun, had the moon at her feet, a crown of uh, 12 stars around her head, and she's persecuted by the dragon. All of those things. Now, I'm not saying Revelation 12 was fulfilled uh, back in 2017, no. But what I am saying is that was a signal and a sign of what is to come. Let me tell you this. The closer we get to the coming of the Lord, the more strange things are going to start happening in the sky. Strange things are going to start happening in the earth. Strange things are going to start happening in the oceans. But mainly up into the sky. The sky is God's billboard for per- prophetic advertisement. Uh, I, I was reading in the news uh, this morning. They are predicting, this is uh, earthsky.org, they're predicting that an asteroid is going to pass by Earth in the month of April. This coming April, one month from now, an asteroid is going to come through the Earth. Why is this happening now? Now, 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 now uh, don't freak out here. The asteroid's not going to collide with the Earth, thank the Lord. It's just going to pass by, and I guess at some moments, at some certain times, at some parts of the country, with a certain type of telescope, you're going to see it. But we know it's there. Everybody knows it's there. You know, you think about that. In the midst of this sickness, in the midst of an earthquake, we have an asteroid coming near the earth. That is strange signs happening in the sky. You remember in 2014 and 2015, the blood moons? Oh yeah, I haven't forgotten about that. I stayed up to watch all of them. That was interesting stuff. Let me remind you what that was. That was called a tetrad of blood moons. And these have happened throughout history. Since the crucifixion of Jesus, there have been 10 happen in history. What happens is a blood moon, the turn, moon turned to blood, that's the biblical phrase. Uh, we call that a lunar eclipse, a lunar eclipse. What happens is the first year you have two blood moons happening on the feast days of the Lord. And then in the next year, you have two blood moons again happening on those same feast days. Uh, The feast days can be found in uh, the book of Leviticus, and it is uh, the Passover. It is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. It's the Feast of First Fruits. It is the the Feast of Weeks, which we call Pentecost. It is uh, the Feast of Trumpets. It is the Feast of the Day of Atonement and the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, those aren't just Bible feasts. Those aren't just Israel feasts. Those aren't just Jewish feasts. In Leviticus 23, God calls them my feasts. They're the feasts of the Lord. They belong to God. They're special moments and special uh, times uh, for uh, the people of the Old Testament to follow. Now, I'm not saying us New Testament spiritual believers need to follow those, but remember what Paul said in Colossians chapter 2. He said new moons, feast days, celebrations, festivals, returning, referring to things in the Old Testament, he said those things serve as uh, signs for the future of what is to come. He says, but the substance is Christ. It means that those feast days show us what's going to happen in the future. You know when Jesus died? He died during Holy Week. He died during the spring feasts. 
He died on Passover, was buried on unleavened bread, and rose again on first fruits. And then he sent the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. He has fulfilled those first uh, four feasts. And you have the Feast of Trumpets, probably when the trumpet sounds to call up the church uh, into the heavens. That's probably going to be fulfilled. Uh, the Day of Atonement to- represents the tribulations, and the uh, Feast of Tabernacles uh, represents the millennial reign, all, all of that. And we'll discuss that in detail some other time. But but they point us to the future. But what I'm saying here really for this is the tetrad of blood moons that have happened uh, throughout the centuries. Anytime this happens, where two years you have blood moons arising on the same two feast days, interesting thing, things happen. There is always war, usually between the East and the West, great conflicts, conflicts between Western and Eastern nations. You then have persecution of Jews and Christians. You then have earthquakes, and you then have famine. Jesus died in the year A.D. 33. In the year 32 A.D., there were blood moons that arose on Passover and tabernacles. In 33 A.D., same thing, blood moons arose on Passover and tabernacles. And during that time, the Lord Jesus Christ died. In 162 and 163 A.D., blood moons arose on those years on Passover and the Feast of Tabernacles. And uh, you want to know what happened during that time? The Antonian Plague. A great plague. There was also the great martyrs in the Colosseums. Those began. 70, 795 and 796 A.D., blood moons arose on Passover and uh, tabernacles. You know what was going on during that time? The Eastern Islamic nations uh, were defeated by Charlemagne. There was great war between the East and the West. 842-843 A.D., Blood moons arose on Passover and the Feast of Tabernacles. During that time, the Muslims sacked Rome. Great war, great conflict between the East and the West. 860-861 A.D., blood moons arose on Passover and the Feast of Tabernacle. Uh, There was great uh, wars again with the West and the East and a lot of martyrdom happening during that time. 1493-1494, blood moons arose on Passover a Feast of Tabernacles, there was the Spanish Inquisition, the persecution of the Jews. Many other things happened during that time. 1948-1950, blood moons arose on Passover and the Feast of Tabernacles. What happened during that time? The state of Israel was reborn. Uh, a great uh, a great time uh, for the state of Israel. Israel, Bible prophecy was fulfilled, but it was also during the time of war and uh, famine and pestilence. All of these things happening during these tetrad of blood moons, strange signs in the sky. 1967, 1968, blood moons arose on Passover and the Feast of Tabernacles. And uh, that is when uh, the Jews were at war and uh, regained much of their land, cities, and territory. You then get into our day and time, in our lifetime, 2014, 2015, on Passover and on the Feast of Tabernacles, what arose in the sky? Blood moons. You think about what has happened before 2014-2015, during 2014-2015, and after that. What's been going on? Lots of rumors of wars. Lots of earthquakes. Lots of persecution. Lots of shifting in the earth. But I'll tell you what's going on. Pestilence. Ebola happened during that time. 
and now COVID-19. So yeah, what Jesus said would happen is happening in our lifetime. And it's all happening at the same time. There's false Christs. There's wars. There's rumors of wars. There's nations in conflict with each other. There's famines happening right now. Pestilences. Earthquakes happening right now. Persecution is happening right now. And there are signs in the sky. And the sea and the waves are roaring. These are great troubles. Jesus says this isn't the end. It's the beginning of great sorrows. We're approaching it. We're knocking on the door of it. The end is not now, but it's near. The beginning of sorrows is near. And if you're not living for God, you're not right with the Lord, these things should get you right with the Lord. You can pause this podcast right now and get right with God and have his peace and assurance knowing that you're going to make it with him. But if you don't belong to him, yes, judgment is coming. It's real. The word of God is true. It's coming. But for those of us that are shut away in our houses right now, we can't get to the church building that we love to see all of our church friends and family and worship with them. For those of us that are locked away right now, these times are discouraging for us. But I've got a word for you. What Jesus said, don't worry, because there's not going to be a hair on your head that is lost. He said, by patience, possess your souls. You know what's going on in the earth right now? Fear, panic, exhaustion, and hysteria. The many are looking around on social media at church people like, why are they so happy? Why are they singing? Why are they preaching? You want to know why? Because we have peace. And it's very difficult for us to explain why we have peace. Paul said it's peace that passes understanding. We don't understand how we have peace because God has peace. Do you think God is really up there worried about COVID-19 right now? No, he's not because he can see the end and he knows we're going to get through this. That's why you have peace. Jesus said also by your patience, possess your souls. And this is a struggle for many of us. But Jesus said, you want to keep your soul in control. You want to possess your soul and the salvation that is in it. You're only going to do it by patience. During this time, pray for patience. We're going to get through this in the next few weeks. Life's going to return back to somewhat normal. I, th I think this is going to change. Just like 9-11 changed everything, COVID-19 is going to change uh, everything that's coming. And we'll talk to you more about that uh, maybe in the next few weeks on the Spirit Signal podcast. But I want to leave you with this, Luke 21, verse 28. It says, now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws nigh. You know, I don't got anything to prove. I don't have any ax to grind with anybody. I've just got an amazing Jesus an amazing Bible to preach and to podcast. It's time to quit worrying. It's time to quit freaking out. It's time to quit having anxiety and get spirit signal!
Podcasting is the future, and I hope I have a future in it. We're taking the genre of religion and spirituality to another level.